Hi, y'all. This is Kristen Chenoweth. Hi, I'm Gloria Stefan. This is Sarah Bareilles. Hi, I'm Patty Lapone. This is Lynn Manuel Miranda. You're listening to the Broadway Podcast Network. With the Lucky Land Slots, you can get lucky just about anywhere. This is your captain speaking.、Uh, we've got clear runway and the weather's fine, but we're just going to circle up here a while and、uh, get lucky. No, no, nothing like that. It's just these cash prizes add up quick, so I suggest you sit back, keep your tray table upright, and start getting lucky. Play for free at LuckyLandSlots.com. Are you feeling lucky? No purchase necessary. Void where prohibited by law. 18 plus. Terms and conditions apply. See website for details. Okay, round two. Name something that's not boring.、A、laundry. Ooh, a book club. Computer solitaire. Huh? Ah,、oh, sorry. We were looking for Chumba Casino. That's right. ChumbaCasino.com has over a hundred casino-style games. Join today and play for free for your chance to redeem some serious prizes. ChumbaCasino.com. No purchase necessary. Void where prohibited by law. Eighteen plus. Terms and conditions apply. See website for details. Hello, everyone. Welcome to Survival Jobs, a podcast in collaboration with Broadway World. My name is Samantha Dawn Tutsalo, and this is my amazing co-host, <laughs> Jason A. Coombs. Hi, hello,、Jason. survivors. Hello, Samantha. Hello, survivors. Hello, Samantha. Hello, survivors. Hello, Jason. Yes. Hello, Dolly. No kidding. <laughs> <laughs> That was good, Jay. I love when you put me on my toes. Wow, Jason, it's been a minute. Been a minute, but we've seen each other. We just haven't gotten a chance to record. This is true. This is true. What's your temperature check today?、Mm, my temperature check today is a little bit like a hurricane. You know, it's like, but like not like not like a category five, like a category like two. It's like brewing a little bit. A lot of stuff's happening. I'm starting a new job this week, but it's just been a, it's like a slow start. But it's super cool, and I'm super thankful for opportunity to work in entertainment. So there we go. How about you? That's amazing. I'm good. I'm in the same boat of like a million things are happening at once, and I'm just trying to stay calm and navigate it, and you know, go with the flow. Trying to take things day by day. Trying to just think about what's tomorrow, and then maybe the next day, and then that's it. Because if I go、right. even a week's out, I get overwhelmed.、Um, Welcome to my life. Yeah. Yeah. So we just gotta go day by day. Day by day, day by day. I love Godspell. <laughs> Thank you.、Um, I do want to chat a little bit about the Boston Gay Men's Chorus.、Yes. Uh, I just want to chat about that real quick. I went a few weeks ago to see one of my closest friends, Johnny Vento. He is a member of the Boston Gay Men's Chorus, and they did a show called "A Peacock Among Pigeons,"、um, which is a book. By the way, the book is banned in Florida. <laughs> Which makes no sense. So let's just say that.、Um, yeah, show, yeah. Yeah. I can't even give that any of my breath. But the show was amazing. These men were so talented, and Johnny was Peter the Peacock. So good and talented, and this choir is filled with—I don't even know how many men, but ranges of so many different ages, you know, so diverse, so many gay men, and I thought it was so beautiful.、Um, all of the performances. So I just want to give that a big shout out. I want to link it. If you can donate to the Boston Gay Men's Chorus, please go donate. These guys were so talented, and, and the show was just so well done. I saw it both nights, so. I was really excited to do that, and then we did a little after party. Double feature. Ah, me. Yeah, double nights, two nights in a row. Love that. Yeah, that's my boy, and he was Peter Peacock. You know, I got to show up. <laughs> he was Peter Peacock, the only peacock in the show with his rainbow feathers. Saw、uh, it. Yeah, I think he posted something on Instagram. I loved it. Yeah. 
Yeah, he was so good. I love him too. And we had a really nice little after party at this restaurant right near where the show was called The Westland. So if you guys are in Boston, run to this place and check it out. Great food, great drinks. The manager was so great and accommodated a group of like 20 of us. So it was just a nice time. And I love seeing performances that are meaningful and important. And this was. So it's yeah, a shout. we always talk about, um, but you can be a performer anywhere. Like it, like I know we we focus a lot on like, you know, people who are in Broadway or in and or in, in film and, and TV. But like, you don't have to be in New York or LA to, to be a performer. It doesn't no. have to be your, it doesn't have to be your full time job. You know, like so many people are so talented, but they have they're diff- they're leading a different life, but they still yeah. bring their arts into that life of theirs. The so composer, we, yeah, the composer yeah. of this show was a Broadway composer. And the choreographer worked on Broadway. Like, you know, you can bring Broadway anywhere. It doesn't only have to exist in New York, y'all. Big facts. Yeah. (laughs) Jason, I want to ask you something. Because I saw you running around town with Usher. (laughs) I don't even know how I'm so lucky to talk to you. But you're pretty famous these days. And I just don't Uh... even know what to keep up. Yeah, I was very fortunate to uh, get to go to my friend Kabir. Shout out to my friend Kabir, who uh, invited me to Las Vegas <laughs> to see Usher's residency. Uh, and it was quite the time. And I think the the, the whole week was, was great. I had a great time. I'd never been to Vegas before, so that was super exciting. One of my goals is to see all 50 states. So, like, Nevada's checked off. <laughs> but um, I think the, the just really cool thing was we were invited to have dinner with Usher. It sounds so pretentious saying that, but um, how wonderful that was to speak with someone who's so accomplished and so iconic and to have dinner with them and get to talk to him in a small setting. And we got to really just, um, this vibe, you know, it was, it was no pretense. He's such a humble, humble person. And I was just blown away by that. And, and we've been fortunate to be, allowed into these spaces that we keep like pinching ourselves about being in and I always think of you in my head like we belong there we belong there so I am very fortunate and very happy that I got that experience and you know he shared so much knowledge I was just taking notes like mentally the whole time and then I had to journal about it after because it was incredible he's incredible that's all I really said amazing congratulations I mean what an iconic like weekend (laughs) i'm pretty sure i'm having dinner with usher and i was like huh (laughs) yeah (laughs) i know i'm i'm the kind of person where i like i don't like to jinx things which is stupid because like you can't really jinx things but i'm just like i just want to wait till it's like happening so i think i only told like you and like three other people and then like (laughs) i was still like is this gonna get canceled or is not gonna show up like literally until we, we saw him and I was like, okay, well, this is happening. <laughs> but you know, it's like when you when you when you go into these spaces and, and you meet these people, you begin to forget that they're superstars because like you're having a conversation and like Kabir's mom was so so kind and thoughtful and she introduced us as artists because we are, you know. Oh, so like it's me yeah. and my exactly. friend Kabir and, and Anjali and Vijanti and, and she was like these are artists they're working artists and like I think that really set the bar as well that like we were coming from obviously we're not like eight-time Grammy winners selling millions of records yet but there was this kind of like understanding that like we're all in this together and I think Usher really um <laughs> really was so into that you know he yeah. really was like respectful of that he, he didn't just like brush us off he really took the time and we yeah. talked to him for a long time. So that was great. That's amazing, G. Congrats. Onward. On to the next. On to the next, next. dinner, you know? <laughs> and then, so Jason, I mean, we both, I feel like, have been doing a lot. So we did all these things. We were with the Boston Gay Men. We were with Usher. And then we saw Parade. <laughs> wow. Yeah. Wow. Yeah. We sure did. Yeah. Um, how incredible is that show, Samantha? You've seen it more than once. I have seen it now three times, and I would see it three yeah. more. Yeah. Because Yeah, so our guest today, Alex Grayson, who plays Jim Connolly, like, we'll talk a lot more about how Jason and I are feeling about this production um, with him. But this was just so, you know, 
by the way, lots of spoilers in this episode. If you don't know anything yeah. about Blade and you're thinking about going to see it, just know we talk a lot about big spoilers of major plot points. Because it is a true story. Um, it's it's an adaptation of, of a historical event that happened in the Jim Crow era in Marietta, Georgia. So it is a true story. And yeah, we, we, we really couldn't talk about, we couldn't really beat around, especially because his character is so integral to the whole narrative of what happened as well. So we have to kind of just like ask the questions and talk about it. So if you don't want any spoilers, maybe see the show or or read the show or read about the, the case first and then come back and listen. Yeah. If not, then just enjoy the episode because it's a great episode. And then I go see the show. It. Yeah, we'll it's a show. great episode. Yeah, what, what I was going to say is that, you know, I'm not running back to this show because I love the story. Like the story is... You know, Stark, it's heavy. Yeah. I was going to say effed up. Like, it's just so effed up. Like, that's the first thing that comes, that's the way I feel. But the performances, the direction, the love, you know, I leave feeling sick and filled with love, which I say with Alex. But yeah, I don't know. I think Michael Arden directed this in such a perfect way the direction i feel is perfect and it's tough it's a tough story how do you tell this story in a respectful way in a way that's going to capture audiences to come and i think they just did an excellent job and the cast is excellent yeah it's just no yeah seriously and um you'll hear more about it but there is like just the projections that, that they use because it is a historical show. So there's like these projections are happening that help you follow along with the story, which I, which I appreciated. Cause I feel like a lot of those, like, uh, I guess it's like mostly a mostly sung show. It's like sometimes it's hard to follow everything that's happening. So that was really helpful for me. And then like the way it was staged and the way like the, the actors kind of come in, like we, they bring us into their world so well. I was blown away by the direction, like you said, and it's just a stage production as well. And every person up there, obviously it's Broadway, so everybody's going to be super talented, but like, I didn't feel like anybody was phoning it in at all. Like everybody was in it from the first freaking note to the last, to the vows. For sure, to the vows. And we were so (laughs) excited and happy to see our past Survival Jobs guests, Michaela Diamond, who is such a star and the girl is yeah. 23 which i was like how are you 23 and this i don't know sophisticated, so mature yeah. like her performance is like not a 23 year old you know she's iconic and douglas lyons douglas yeah we have two 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 past guests and now we have alex too That's and so now incredible. We have Alex. So today's guest is Alex. And so we're watching the show and I kept saying, oh my God, Jason, that's our podcast guest. Like he's so unbelievable. Like he sings through the house. Like his voice fills every inch of the house. Yeah, you felt it. Like, yeah, it's crazy. And he, yeah, his voice is incredible. His acting, I I told him, I was like, you were kind of scary. Like, yeah. Without giving too much away, you were kind of scary. So, and I think he appreciated that. Like, I think he did his job. That's his job, right? It's like, <laughs> I don't know, Samantha. Was that weird to say? <laughs> I mean, it's what you felt, right? So, no. Yeah. I As mean, an I, audience member, that was your takeaway. Yeah. And I, and I think I say oh, this in the episode too the, the, the show just like lived in me. I couldn't like shake it off. You know, like I feel like. I just felt so many emotions because, like, people are. How do I phrase this without like being too politically incorrect? But you know, sometimes the police don't always solve crimes, and they frame like people get framed who didn't commit a murder. And although there's talk if like if Leo did it or not, but um, this happens still to this day. It happens all the time. I listen to a lot of true crime documentaries, and there's so many men black men too like especially that are like that are that are charged for crimes that didn't commit and like they don't want to like look at the evidence or like you try to get they try to get appeals and like the court like the court system won't give them appeals like it's just like so 
shitty you know the justice system is so shitty sometimes and so that i think that was like in my head and my body for a lot of it and i was like wow this is like 2023 and this is still like a constant thing that happens it was wild yeah it really is we highly recommend that you guys run and get a ticket it's a limited run until august 6th so the clock is ticking y'all you better run and TikTok. Let's talk everyone <laughs> about Alex and then jump into this episode. What do you think? Yeah, yeah. It's a good one, y'all. It's a really it's like one of my favorites, honestly. Yeah, it was good. Alex Joseph Grayson, who is currently playing Jim Conley in Parade on Broadway. Some of his other Broadway credits include Into the Woods, Girl from the North Country, and a Bronx Tale. Off Broadway, an off-Broadway credit includes Tony Stone, which one of our past guests, April Mathis, was also in. Yeah, I love when worlds collide from our podcast guests. It makes me feel really mm-hmm. happy. Yeah. Uh, and his, a national tour credit of his is Once on this Island, which he tells us was directed by Michael Arden. And full circle, he's right back with Michael Arden. And enjoy this episode. <laughs> enjoy. Thanks, y'all. Awesome. Welcome to Survival Jobs, a podcast, Alex. Thank you so much. Thank you for having me. Yeah, we are so excited to talk to you about survival jobs, about parade, about cast recordings. About give us all the tea today. So we thank you for being here. Have so much tea. Thank mm-hmm. you. I will. I will sign off on everything Jason said. Thank you for being <laughs> here. We saw parade last week, and I was telling you before we were recording that we are still in recovery. The show is iconic. The cast is iconic. You bring the house down. And we're so excited to talk all about it and 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 learn about the process and how you're feeling. And everybody needs to go see it. But we'll talk way more about that later. Um, but to kick it off, we're here on survival jobs. So let's start with a survival job question. Um, do you think that there's a certain judgment that surrounds the term survival jobs? Uh, I, I do. And, you know, it's, it's funny, uh, in our, our small little, um, you know, multi-billion dollar industry that is entertainment, uh, (laughs) we, we throw that term around, but for people outside of the industry, it's just going to work. It's a, it's a normal thing. Uh, I'm, I'm the only performer in my immediate family. So, a, a, a job is a job. And I think that there are efficient ways to make money when there's when you have another passion that you're you're working your way towards uh, in a career. And there are less efficient ways to make money. And it's as simple as that. And can you can you enjoy um, the experience or is it um, is it survivable enough for you to uh, utilize as a survival job that's sort of where i put it mentally <laughs> i dig that do you have like a favorite survival job in your past um yes i recently actually last summer uh shortly before i started doing into the woods on broadway i was working at ellen's stardust diner yes oh my very gosh very <laughs> in new york city and iconic (laughs) it is it is iconic and some of the most incredible performers are working there and uh, i mean these are these are people who uh, actively are auditioning for theater and tv and film and people leave and they come back because believe it or not you can make more money doing that than you can on broadway in some situations actually though uh, yeah servers bring in that dough yeah and it's it's also one of those things i i've worked at a bunch of different restaurants uh but it's my first restaurant job where i felt like people were really happy about being at work and it's this strange mm. combination of you know you're checking off the box of being a performer people are there. Everyone loves the performances, the people that, that come to eat, you know, they, they forget about the menu in front of them and they never know what they're going to order. After you sing a song and you go to the table, they're like, Oh, you're amazing. You're amazing. Um, Oh my God. Can we take a picture? Oh, this is my daughter. This is my son. There's they sing blah, 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 blah. And you, you have to get through all of that before you ask 
uh, you know, what, what would you like to eat this afternoon or morning or whatever? Uh, and it's, you know, it's a bit of a struggle too, because you, you're, you're singing a song or maybe two songs every hour and you, you might be there for six and a half hours and you know, you have to pace yourself because you don't want to lose your voice and you're talking to people. So that's a whole technical side of things that you have to figure out and navigate, but it's, it's that instant gratification of live performance of people just showing you right away that they appreciate the, the work that you're doing, your artistry. And then you go do the, the business side of waiting tables and then you make really, really good money. And then there are, there's an environment of people who seem to really enjoy what they're doing. And it's, you know, it's not a, a job that people are, it, it, it sucks to show up at work and have a bunch of people in a bad mood. And um, I, I am fortunate enough to not be in a situation where, where that's the case, but I know that's yeah. normal for a lot of people. So um, that was a really, really great gig. And I just started working there for the first time this past summer. And what a what a gift! And if you're a if you're a singer uh, or an actor that's trying to break into the industry, or you, you have dreams of Broadway, or or just do, pursuing your art as a performer, try and get in there right away because it's a great great gig, and it's it's a great gig. Ellen started. How, how long did you work there? <laughs> um, I was there for I think I was there for like two months or a month and a half before, oh, I, wow. before I left and yeah. then he booked. Yeah. and, and he then he booked. yes what but was your go-to song sorry i'm asking like all these off script song, questions no, go-to song at the diner uh my favorite song to sing is lips of an angel by hinder i don't want to age myself but yes uh, yes because nobody else is singing that one for some reason i don't know <laughs> weren't you the understudy for jack and into the woods uh, yes. Well, I was, I was one of, one of the understudies for, for Jack. Yeah. Uh, isn't, well, I think one of the like go-to songs at Ellen's, correct me if I'm wrong, is Giants in the Sky. Yes. No? I've heard Giants in the Sky there at yeah. Ellen's. I've heard, feel... I've heard many things. There, <laughs> anything under the weather. You, yeah. There. Yes. I feel like every time I step foot into Ellen's, it's Giants in the Sky, like instantly. I'm like, <laughs> where am I? <laughs> Hello, it is Ryan, and we could all use an extra bright spot in our day, couldn't we? Just to make up for things like sitting in traffic, doing the dishes, counting your steps, you know, all the mundane stuff. That is why I'm such a big fan of Chumba Casino. Chumba Casino has all your favorite social casino-style games that you can play for free anytime, anywhere with daily bonuses. That should brighten your day a little. Actually, a lot. So sign up now at ChumbaCasino.com. That's ChumbaCasino.com. No purchase necessary. BTW. Void. we prohibited by law. See terms and conditions. 18 plus. Hello, it is Ryan, and I was on a flight the other day playing one of my favorite social spin slot games on ChumbaCasino.com. I looked over at the person sitting next to me, and you know what they were doing? They were also playing Chumba Casino. Coincidence? I think not. Everybody's loving having fun with it. Chumba Casino is home to hundreds of casino-style games that you can play for free anytime, anywhere, even at 30,000 feet. So sign up now at ChumbaCasino.com to claim your free welcome bonus. That's ChumbaCasino.com and live the Chumba life. No purchase necessary. BGW. Void or prohibited by law. See terms and conditions 18 plus. I do, by the way, to sidebar, I love going to Ellen's. If it's like late night in the city, I'm like, hello? Because I have a couple of friends that work there. I'm like, are you there? I'll yeah, come have a milkshake. It's just fun. It's it is so much fun. fun. My first <laughs> professional performing gig was uh, for Disney Cruise Line. So I worked for the Walt Disney Company, uh, and I was the the Lion King singer, and that was yeah. right out of college. And I think the Walt Disney Company, as we all know, they have mastered the art of uh, entertainment, uh, monetizing arts entertainment and and bringing it to audiences efficiently in a in a big way they've figured it out and um also just how to how to run that operation how to put it on a on a cruise ship put it in park put it on a stage there disney's everywhere we all know disney and that experience was very formative for me because it sort of taught me about standards of you know operating like a theater contract or working with performers and as far as like, the, if that is the measuring stick compared to Ellen's, they have really figured out that operation because it's a great experience. No matter, no matter where you're coming from, 
walk in there, wait in the line. It's like going to a theme park. It, it is it is that kind of experience. So uh, I I don't work at Ellen's currently. I I mean I might still be on the roster, but you know they didn't pay me for this ad. <laughs> you're a little you're a little busy to to just to a little. That in. Yeah. I mean, yeah. but by the way, not to continue the Ellen's talk, but that line is always wrapped around. Always. Yeah. I'm like. My goodness. Always. Sometimes yeah. I'm skipping that reputation. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. Okay. So Ellen's was your favorite survival job for a lot of amazing reasons. Do you have a least favorite survival job? One maybe with not so fun stories? Um, the, the worst job that I ever had was at um, a restaurant. I, I'm not going to name names. Um, a restaurant that at the time was right across the street from New York City Center. And I will just oh. say that a combination of personalities, management, um, uh, lack of support for new employees, uh, bad attitudes, it, it was not great. And the money wasn't good either. How about that? How about the that? food was just so so. Yeah, a lot of <laughs> negatives don't make a positive. And this we, is New York City. <laughs> yeah, we need good food and we need good everything. <laughs> shame, wait, shame, shame. How iconic then you were at City Center. Did that feel yes. crazy? Like, oh my God, I used to have my worst survival job across the street and now I'm performing at City Center. It it did. It did feel strange. Um, and I, I have also seen a show at City Center and I, I just remember being in the audience and thinking, wow everything they're so far away on that stage uh and then having the experience being on stage and like looking out there and trying to see the people you can't see the people it's it's just it's ridiculously large uh yeah it's it's really really cool um this whole past year has been very it's been very surprising how quickly a bunch of things have lined up and connected into other wonderful opportunities. And I, I just feel very, very fortunate. I love that for you. That's amazing. Yay. Congratulations. By the way, well-deserved. Again, you bring that For sure. Down. Yeah, we... never stop saying. I get like... Ant and I were like, shook voice. it. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> Thank you. Oh, Jason, we get him on the podcast. I know, I know. It was, like, it was wild. Are we? And you were kind okay. of scary, to be honest. I will say that. <laughs> oh, okay. <laughs> just that good. second. I don't want to give any spoilers in case people don't know. But I was like a little like, ooh, that means you're incredibly good at your job. Thank you. Thank yeah, you. yeah. <laughs> and, and and you know my and that's the thing. My uh, my intention in my process in playing Jim Conley, I never wrote down anywhere or thought be scary. So it's like a it's like a side effect of whatever I'm pursuing. Yeah. Yeah. Great. <laughs> Love that. <laughs> Can you take us a little bit into your audition process for Jim Conley? Like what was that like for you? And give us all the details. Did you have how many callbacks you had? Um, yeah, I, it, it was really, I want to say it was like a, it was like a two-step thing. Uh, I, I submitted a video and then I had an in-person callback and <clears throat> I was not sure at first whether or not I was going to be able to do the show because it was a direct conflict with Into the Woods. And, oh, yeah. you know, there, there's so many reasons historically why uh, productions haven't gone with an, one actor and they went with somebody else. And a lot of times it's something as simple as they're, they're on another contract and they can't get out uh, for whatever reason. And it, it, they just, they can't make it right now. And then you have a preliminary production of something. You don't know if it's going to go to Broadway. Like we, the hope everyone, everyone was hoping let's just fall in the follow in the footsteps of into the woods and let's have a, yeah. but there was no guarantee of that until we had, those contracts in hand. Um, and I just um, remember before, before even working on the audition and getting ready to like play this role, I had walked past city center or I'd biked past it and I saw a poster for parade. 
uh, and that it was coming soon. And Michael Arden was directing and I was like, oh, how cool. I, I worked with Michael on the Once on this Island tour uh, in 2020. Yeah. We, we, shut, we were in Las Vegas and we shut down in March. That's when Jeez. everything kind of came three out. years ago. <laughs> oh it's really, really wild how that time has flown away. But uh, I, yeah, I saw Michael. And I was like, oh my gosh, Michael's doing Michael's doing parade. And uh, one of my one of my close friends, I had actually seen him in a production of Parade at what is now the Rev. Um, I think that was. I'm I'm forgetting the old name of the theater, so I'm not even going to try to say it. But it. Yeah. <laughs> They, they did a production of Parade and I was just blown away by the show. And I thought, you know, Jason's uh, music was was so amazing in that show. And it's uh, it, it's so heartbreaking and it really um, kind of it, it feels risky to to tell a true story, because that means that someone somewhere somewhere someone is still processing these events mm -hmm. and whatever the trauma of that is. Um, but I, I just felt like, well, this will be a cool thing that happens that I won't be a part of because I'm I'm working. And uh, I I got an email asking if I would come and audition. And I was like, I mean, I'll come and audition, but I, I you know, we'll, it's going to it's going to be some begging to get yeah. out of situation. <laughs> but it worked out because, you know, I was I was an understudy at the time. And to to not be able to do the show would mean that. I was being held on to in order to really just be a support piece for another show, someone else's security policy and insurance policy. And that was not the case. Luckily, I they let me out. Uh, I did the show and here we are. And yes. I, I knew that it was going to be magical when I saw that Michael was involved mm. uh, because he always puts together a great team of people. Um, and here we are we're doing we're doing magic and it's it's really magic. it's a really great group of actors and i love that we spend so much time watching each other because it's very very yes. for me yeah I see everybody's process and the little changes and things that they do i'm i'm off stage a few times during the show so i'm kind of like listening in and i'm not seeing everything but for the most part i get to see people's journey it's amazing which is amazing. I mean, the direction of this show is just flawless. I was like, this this is directed beautifully. He is incredible. Just yeah. to, to continue the Michael Arden and conversation. The, and the stage design with the projections, like, oof. We're parade so well biggest done. fans, I think. Yeah, yeah. <laughs> we were in the, we were like we were in the like third row. Where I mean, the in? stage we were... was on top of us. We were so close. <laughs> oh yeah. Like, I think you I like, spit on me, actually. Oh, yeah. oh sorry. Uh, you're pressing my, my big face and my big hair. Like. <laughs> my big face. <laughs> yeah. Um, okay, so Jim Conley. Now, Mr. Frank, he had a good time. life person so what was your process like preparing for this role who's a real person that's different than you know any other parts you've played second part of that question is you know it's speculated that he is the guilty one he committed this murder mm -hmm. sorry spoilers <laughs> how, did, how does that feel also playing you know, this person who, who probably did may have committed this crime that's a two-part question <laughs> yeah. Well, so first and foremost, um, this is all this, the, this case is, is, I mean, all the information is in the public domain. Right. So people mm -hmm. come in with all sorts of research and everything. But, uh, you know, I personally, for me, my job as the actor is to only take the information that's in that book, in that, in that libretto and in the score and, um, and work from there. Uh, and the, the rest of the information that's not there is, is only to support how I live and breathe 
in that in that space because it's there's the other the other information is that's that's within the minds of the audience and i i, I know this the story itself is is really doing a lot of work on its own yeah. um and and then you know there's the other tricky side of it is we are telling a story in that you know it this is not said in the play but this is a story that takes place in the jim crow south and uh navigating that for me personally as a as a black man um i i have to keep this very much in a in a place of of play um and exploration with the other actors in the space uh because i don't think it's really going to serve me or anyone else to to try and explore the historical accuracies of that time period because i think i, I think we we would need more time i think that would be a different production to really course, yeah. explore that and that while there are there are horrors um to this story in itself we're not really scratching the surface of what it truly means to to mm. be in in that time period as a as a black person and if you noticed we're not the we're not the focus of this story. The story couldn't happen without the black people in it. But um, it is it is not centered on on the black company members. So it actually alleviates a lot of responsibility for me. It actually frees me up to go in uh, and and really work with what's happening right in front of me and and work with these words and bring them to life in a, in the way that I feel is most truthful. Wow. Wow. Yeah. Wow, that's intense. <laughs> I mean, I mean, transported back there because, like, watching it, you know, like there are lots of Confederate flags, and I feel like um, the way that stage is like you're you're in it. At least I felt like I was in it because, like, the audience, uh, the, the actors going to the audience, oh yeah, a little bit. So it makes you really feel like you're in there. And I had I had a lot of, a lot of emotions after. Obviously, I remember saying I was like, oh, I can't even process. Like it took me like until the next day to kind of shake it off. You know, and that doesn't really always happen to see a show in general for me personally. But like that was just so heavy on, on my whole body. Yeah. So, uh, oh. I give you lots of kudos. Uh, so you do that eight times a week. Yeah. I mean, so, wow. Jason was you. like, "Don't talk it's to me good. about this show until tomorrow." <laughs> Like, I can't yeah. talk about this anymore. <laughs> yeah. Um, one, thing I, one thing I will say is we have done a lot of work um, with our with our creative team to uh, cultivate a space of of joy, especially in the rehearsal process. Uh, those flags were actually um, we we replaced those Confederate flags with uh, rainbow flags. In the yes. room. I saw um, oh wow yeah which was uh which was cool but i think it was also purposeful because uh for a lot of the company members the the pride that that flag represented i i know uh what michael said and i'm, I'm giving away secrets but uh he said let Give that, them all away that sense of pride be the same thing that appears on stage, even when you have that other flag, that that flag is really is really this, and it means that, and that's what that pride is to these people. Um, yeah. And and it was interesting, and we you know we we joke and we laugh so much because I think it's it's actually important to almost uh, do the work, do more work to cultivate that that joyful uh, present and presence while handling such a dark story about America. I, I think it's necessary. Yeah. 100%. I don't know if, if you didn't do that, how you could get through doing this eight times a week. Yeah. You know, it's so heavy and it's not, not too far off. You know, it's, I, I wish we could say that this happened this many years ago and things are so different, but as we know, it's not. <laughs> Yeah, and then to keep the heavy train for one more question, and then yep. <laughs> we'll, we'll light it up again. It's probably like our heaviest episode, I feel like. But um, uh, at the first preview, as as we all know, there was a, a, a neo-Nazi group. We're not going to say the, the name of the group, but they protested outside of the theater. Um, I guess my question is, without, making, without sounding stupid, I'm sorry, but like, 
what did it feel like knowing that those people are out there and you're telling such an important story that's like so relevant to today still? And um, why do you think the story should be still told today in 2023? Well, it, you know, it's funny because I, I walked past them on the way to work and I don't know the name of the group, but it doesn't matter. I, <laughs> I think I, I really felt myself go, huh? These people actually showed up because we had we had spoken about sort of in an ambiguous sense how this would affect people and how some people would be upset and there would be a lot of noise, but we never really talked about um, how that would manifest specifically uh, in a in like a tangible way. And when that happened, I was like, okay. I see. This is this is a possibility with doing a a show that people you know don't feel good about. Like it, it's it's something that I, I think people kind of wanted brushed under the rug and left alone. And here we are digging it up because it's it's not resolved. And you know, it, and it's beautiful music, and people are gonna come pay the ticket price to come see it on Broadway and see Ben Platt and, and Michaela and, and me and everybody else. <laughs> um, but um, I was just sort of like, okay, this is, this is how powerful this is. Also, it was like three people or it was like three yeah. people and they were surrounded by a few police officers here and there. And I didn't feel threatened, but I also felt Good. like, Wow, everything is an opportunity for someone to get coverage somewhere. Uh, and, and what we found out later on when we had our safety meeting is uh, these people, the leader of this group is on social media and he looks for situations like this to get his picture taken and get tagged in things because it's a business and he's, uh, he monetizes this stuff. He's a content yeah. creator. He's an influencer. You know, like yeah. so I, won't, yeah. I won't call myself an, an influencer. I'm sure I've influenced someone, but I'm not. You know, <laughs> I, I haven't taken on that title yet. <laughs> but I, you know, it was it was weird and it was very surreal because I've never been part of um, something that had those implications. You know, and you're saying this is this is the heaviest episode. I mean, this is a it's a pretty heavy show. You know, yeah. Um, and to speak to the relevance of the piece, the case is unresolved. There are people that, uh, you know, I I haven't read that information about Jim Conley, but I've many people have told me, oh, it looks like he actually did it. That's out oh my there. God. I was like, did I like drop that bomb to you? Oh no, Sorry. no. I, but I've heard that before. Uh, and there are also people that are. Um, still down there uh in marietta that are think leo frank did it there's there's publications on all these reasons that he was actually guilty but uh we're we're just we're telling the truth of the fact that um two people died in this incident um a, a girl was murdered and a, and the man was murdered and they were both crimes and yeah and we're we're putting that out there and and letting people process that information yeah well, thank you for sharing that. <laughs> yeah, thank you so much. Hey guys, it is Ryan. I'm not sure if you know this about me, but I'm a bit of a fun fanatic when I can. I like to work, but I like fun too. It's a thing. And now the truth is out there. I can tell you about my favorite place to have fun. Chumba Casino. They have hundreds of social casino style games to choose from with new games released each week. You can play for free anytime, anywhere and each day brings a new chance to collect daily bonuses. So join me in the fun. Sign up now at ChumbaCasino.com. No purchase necessary. VTW. Void. We're prohibited by law. See terms and conditions. 18 plus. Yeah. And in the, it's, it's being put out there in such a delicate way and with such taste that it's like, I've never thought I would say like, oh my God, I want to see this show so many times because it is so heavy, but I do. I want to, I will watch it every single night because it's just 
also filled with so much love. And I think yeah. for me, when I walked away from that, I was like, wow, like I feel really crazy and sad and sick, but also yeah. I, I'm, I'm filled with so much love because of the mm -hmm. love of these two main characters. Um, yeah, thank you so much for being so open about all of this. Can yeah, you, no uh, can, can we turn it a little bit and get off a little of the heavy train and talk some fun? <laughs> um, yeah. Do you want to add one more thing? Um, well, no, I was, I was going to say that the um, thing that I, I, that I haven't said is, you know, what anti-Semitism has, it never, it never really declined and it's, it's on the rise uh, along with a lot of uh, hate that's um, towards our AAPI community members, but just hate crimes across the board uh, against different groups of people. Uh, are are just on the rise, and it's anytime you sort of shed a light on that specifically, you know, it, the waking up from sort of just being complicit to those things, it's it's just jarring for people, and I I think what working working in the arts is like just a fast track to becoming aware of. <laughs> all the work that really needs to be done in the world and not necessarily a lot of power to, um, to create change, but really just shed a light on these things. And it's, um, it's kind of a hard position to be in, to just carry this, carry this knowledge or, or sort of, uh, trudge through all of this trauma but not really have a solution, you know? Right. Um, but it's important, I think. It's definitely important. You said- It's so important. You said something in that answer that triggered me to say, you know, Viola Davis, we love Viola. Jason, yeah. <laughs> Viola fan. She says something, Jason, jump in if I'm butchering this, but she's like, I'm an artist and thank God I am because it's the only career that knows how to live a life. So you're saying, you know, performing this puts you on a fast track, but it is true as an artist, you dig into so many different stories, whether true or made up that teach you and help you grow and as a human and hopefully can spread it to everyone. Yeah. So thank you so much for triggering yeah. to talk about Viola. <laughs> <Yeah>. <laughs> You're getting, um, and you guys are giving so many le like lessons, you know, because I didn't know much about the case, and then I spent the whole next day like reading everything I could, and like you know, <laughs> the next morning, you know, and like really, really diving in and just learning about the history of that time because I didn't even realize there was such a large population of, of Jewish people in Georgia that fleed after this happened. You know, like that was something that I didn't know. So, like, thank you, thank you for just doing the work that you're doing. You know, it's important. You know, it's very important. Yeah. Of course. And to now get off the heavy train just a bit. This episode's coming out the same day as the cast recording, and we were chatting yes. a little bit about this before the show. So can you tell us? Because Jason and I were like, wait, what's up with the whole process of cast recordings? Like, can you tell us a little bit about it and what that was like recording it? Um, it was really cool. I mean, uh the, the schedule of it all and it's this is the way that it always is because it's uh, Broadway is a is a big rush um hey producers uh it's, it's <laughs> always a big rush because you know the, it, it, we're doing everything on a on a budget whatever budget people come up with and um, luckily we we had a long day to try and get everything done it started off as like we're gonna try to get in, get it done in two days. And then it came down to one day, uh, but it was amazing. A really, a really amazing crew over there at uh, at Power Station where we, we recorded this thing. Uh, Jason, uh, Jason Robert Brown was there. Yeah, uh, Tom, <laughs> our um, who is in charge of all of our orchestration stuff, vocal arranging. He was there guiding and conducting us. Uh, it was just really, really cool, and so it was like I the whole orchestra it. there too. Like yeah, the orchestra it, you guys singing it live. Yeah, like, we had um, we had two two floors that we were working on uh, simultaneously. Wow. So we had 
we had the band downstairs and um some of the soloists were singing downstairs in the same studio as the as the band and then we had ensemble vocalists upstairs it was really really cool it was great one day wow yeah so if you're listening to this right now people go and get the cast recording yeah, sure you can buy it everywhere. I don't know. Do you know? I, I think it's gonna be. I, I think it's gonna be amazing, and it will be available everywhere. You can stream music. Boom on the twenty Thursday the twenty third. Oh, Thursday the twenty third parade on Broadway cast album releases. Check it out anywhere you stream music. You're gonna love it. I mean, you sure are. You and gotta go see it, y'all. Wait till you hear Alex, you know, sing for his life. <laughs> <laughs> if you're into that. If you're into that. <laughs> if you're into that. <laughs> Alex, this has been such a joy. I know it's your day off, and we're ecstatic that you took some time to chat with us on your only day off of the week. So Jason and I are so grateful, and it's oh, been amazing. You. So, surprise, we always end the show with a super fun game. Just because sometimes we get heavy. We don't get that heavy, but sometimes we get heavy. We like to bring it back to light and fun and keeping things joyful um, and inspiring. Because that's what we love to preach here. Uh, But before we jump into the game, do you have any advice that you'd like to give to some of our listeners who are artists that may be feeling stuck in their survival jobs and are just struggling to feel inspired or get out of, get out of their survival job. Maybe. Hmm. I think, um, what I would say is don't be afraid to dream while you're awake and, and really be clear about what you want. Like, you we're we're so capable of these incredible things as human beings uh you know it it, we can do we can do so many amazing things if we put our mind to it but i think the biggest barrier is fear or thinking that um it's it's out of reach but i think we have to have the willingness to explore our wildest dreams and write those things down and really see what it would take to make those things come true. You're a manifester, huh? Yes. <laughs> yes Love, that. Love that. So are we. <laughs> yeah. Incredible. Cool. And before we jump into the game also i was just curious because um i always just like to ask people this like what's inspiring you like any kind of art movies uh, music podcasts anything that's like feeding your soul artistically besides this big show that you're in eight times a week hmm i i mean i love i love watching um other performances i love i love watching actors and tv and movies okay this is i just watched a movie last night it was my like the night before my day off so i i can stay <laughs> right uh, yeah. but i watched this movie it's on shutter this is a streaming app that has a bunch of horror movies horror, yes. i love horror movies same uh, there's a movie that's it's like kind of low budget it's called Deadstream, and it's this guy. He's playing, and uh, it's like a, this is like a found footage movie, by the way. And I like I don't like those kinds of movies, yeah, as a rule. But I watch this. This guy is a, a streamer on a made up streaming platform, and he goes to a haunted house. And the whole movie is him, and I think there are some other actors that appear in there playing, you know, because there's ghosts and stuff that appear later on. But Ooh. he's he's got all of his gear on. Uh, he's got a front-facing camera. He has a camera on him. He's got like little GoPros that he's that he's placing on things. And I was just watching this movie, more watching the actor than watching the film, and I was just blown away by the amount of stuff 
that this person was responsible for that they did so so seamlessly and it, it's like honestly it was like it was one of the greatest performances i've ever seen on on oh camera gosh. it was like this person's they're making this movie themselves they've they've got all of their gear they're doing all of the stuff they're talking to people on a, a live stream live stream on the film because people yeah. are talking and he's engaging with the followers He's doing ads for products. You know, you like you know. I'm dead. But <laughs> yeah. I was just blown away by this performance, and it's one of those things that maybe a lot of people won't pay attention to because it's it's on, you know, it's on Shutter. It's the low budget horror movie, or whatever. Yeah. But for me, as someone who loves the genre and loves actors, I I think it, that that's just incredible. I love seeing stuff like that. I love things that are sort of like out of the box but really really well done and made with care and i like more stuff like that it's called dead stream dead stream oh yeah check i'll check it out i will you might hate it. loves the horror i love horror. are you a scream fan do you see scream um, six i'm i haven't seen scream six i'm not a i'm not a huge slasher movie fan but yeah um, I, I do plan to see the movie all right all right I'll we'll talk about it. it we'll talk about it after you see it Okay. Amazing. Why can't wait to watch Dead Stream? Cool. Thank you out. for sharing that with us. Love a yeah, horror fan. Awesome. <laughs> cool. Okay, okay so let's we, do our game. Are we ready? Am I explaining this one today? Are you Go explaining ahead. this game? Do you want to? Sure. I personally I love this game. I think it's going to be fun. <laughs> uh, so the super fun game is since you've recently been in the Sondheim musical mm. and now my personal favorite Jason Robert Brown musical we thought it'd be a really fun game to play Sondheim, Sondheim lyric or JRB lyric okay so we're going to so read the lyric mm -hmm. and then you're going to say Sondheim or JRB okay <laughs> are you ready uh, yeah I mean I, I, there's no penalty for losing, right? Or is, yeah. there, is there a prize? There might be a prize, but we'll okay. only tell you at the end. <laughs> cool. I don't need a prize. I love games. Okay. What? <laughs> yeah, it's just fun. There's no stakes. Okay. You'll get the prize, I think, whether you win or lose. So don't worry. We're playing for money. Okay. Yeah. Broadway World will send it back. All right. Okay, Jason, I'll kick it off. Sure. Okay, Alex, are you ready? I'm ready. Number one. And it's fun to deceive when you know you can leave, but you have to be wary. That's Into the Woods. Correct! Off to a great start. Yeah, it's one for one. Okay. Okay, second one. I had a house while you were gone, a house of silver shutters and a driveway laid in marble, and a thousands of rooms to fill. Oh, was I frozen? <laughs> no, no, I'm sorry. Um, I don't. Is it JRB? Yes! It okay. is. Yeah. I'd give it all for you from Songs for a New World. Oh, okay. Great. I know. Try not to sing it because I love that song so yeah. much. Yeah. Okay. Mm, nice. So two for two. You still got it. Okay. Number yeah. three. Most friends fade or they don't make the grade. New ones are quickly made. Some of them worth something too. I think also like our delivery. It's like messing it up. <laughs> that sounds like a Sondheim lyric. Correct. It's Merrily. It's hey old friend, Merrily. Merrily, okay. Hmm. In honor of an iconic production coming to Broadway. Yes, and a, yes. a movie. And a movie. That is true. Wow. All right. Laughing and talking and holding hands, slipping all the way to first base, but everything Charlotte says is a lie. You better not believe her. <laughs> okay. I'm dead. I don't know that one, but. <laughs> um, I'm going to go ahead and say Jason Robert Brown. Yes. <laughs> Oh, it can't a... be true from 13 the musical. I've never seen okay. that. Okay. I, I have never seen 13. 
think well, it's on Netflix. It's on Netflix. <laughs> yeah, it's also on Netflix. <laughs> also, that's my favorite, my favorite, and like maybe the only song I know from Thirteen. They're like, it's everything Charlotte says is a lie. Oh it's my goodness. It's actually okay. a pop. So song. sassy. Yeah, they're like, <laughs> I'm gonna have to check it out. Ariana Grande was just a child in that show, and now she is <laughs> a superstar. Oh yeah, so I, I'm sure her performance was uh, transcendent. I'm sure. <laughs> One can only imagine. Okay, next, last question, and then a bonus. Okay. She's a wicked one. She'll deceive you with her fancy gowns and her fancy airs and her mischief, mischief. Mm. She's a wicked one. Mm-hmm. <laughs> can you say that again? She's, She's a, a wicked, wicked one. She'll She's deceive a- you with her fancy gowns and her fancy airs and her beat, mischief, mischief. Mm. If you need Miss- a hint, I can give you a good hint. I, I think that that's Sondheim. It is. Yeah. Sweeney. Yes. That's the bigger yeah. woman. Mischief. Mischief. City on fire. Okay. <laughs> I love this game. Oh, Sweeney Todd. Yes. Sweeney you know, I, can I just say, and I'm yeah. just right because I feel like I'm, I'm delaying the game, but I just want to say, like, there's a lot of, um, I don't know a lot of musicals. I know, I know, I, I shouldn't say this. <laughs> say it. <laughs> There's just a lot of musicals that I don't know. And I've heard a lot of people singing stuff <laughs> in New York. So some of these songs I've heard it like piano bars and stuff, but like 54 below. I, I think I have a like 54 below the duplex, but I um I think I have a good idea of a, a way to figure out if we're talking about Sondheim or Jason Robert Brown. I think I know enough about I it. Mean, Do we have another question? You've gotten them all already, and now yeah. there's a bonus. So you already have 100%, and now you'll just take it to the next level if you get the bonus, <laughs> which I think you will. Okay, last one, bonus. All right. But the minute I first met you, I could barely catch my breath. I've been standing for days with the phone in my hand, like an idiot, scared to death. I can give you an amazing hint. Give okay. him a hint. I just saw you in an interview say that this was your one of your favorite songs. <laughs> this is why it was the bonus. Oh, night! Somebody interviewed you. Yeah, and said, yeah this is this is Shiksagata. Correct. 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 So, you know, th- uh, great. The reason. Great. <laughs> when it gets to that part where he's saying all this stuff really fast. That's sort of where I check out, but I really love the the chorus. <laughs> you know what? You got a 100 and plus percent. MVP. You get a big ol' invite to our season three premiere party. No idea when it is. Oh, amazing. VIP <laughs> invite. VIP amazing. List. We'll put you on the VIP list. Yeah, we'll put you on the VIP list. Yes. For sure. Okay. Great. Congratulations <laughs> on the game. Isn't that game fun? It is. It is. You killed it. Thanks. You really did. You really. I would have got one of those, <laughs> maybe two. No, Jason. I think you would have killed it. Ooh, you know, I love songs for New World. That's my favorite. One of my favorite mm, musicals. Me too. But... Me too. Stars in the Moon all day. That was my go-to singing song because mm. it it doesn't require a lot of singing talent. <laughs> you know, it's just this simple uh. notes, and you're just telling a story, and so it's my go-to. I was like, I can definitely do this one. <laughs> yeah, uh, King of the World. Oh mm-hmm. yes, solid song too. Excellent one as well. Oh, I bet you've killed that. It's not you two. I'm, I'm sure you, you've, you've done that before, haven't uh, you? I I have not done that one. It's you just, haven't? Oh my it's god, a bit too high. Got it. Wow. Well, we'll we'll take it down. We'll take it I down a little bit. Appreciate performances of it. It's <laughs> nicer to listen to than the. <laughs> yeah. Alex, this was so much fun. Thank you again. Thank you times a million. Jason and I are big Alex fans. So we've been Um, touching over you. I feel like this whole episode, we're like, we think you're so good. (laughs) We love parade. (laughs) Can you tell our listeners where they can follow you and keep up with you on any of the social medias? Um, Yes. Oh, like where, where specifically? 
Yeah, what's your handles? Um, and oh, Alex you? G. Alex JG sings, uh, or you can just type in Alex Joseph Grayson on Instagram. Um, that's pretty much like the only place that I'm really uh, active. I think my I think my Facebook is still alive for for family. Uh, <laughs> Everyone so says that. Our last like five guests have said the same thing. <laughs> yeah. Well, look, it's 2023, and we're moving yeah. along, and soon we're all going to be in the metaverse. So, you, did, did you see Ready Player One? <laughs> yes. No. Yeah. I mean, I that's where we're. Well, that's where we're, we're going. Everybody, True. the only life to live is on. Uh, is going to be in VR. And Yikes! I don't know if I'll watch it. I think that will give me anxiety <laughs> now that you said that. <laughs> like, it's Steven Spielberg. Is that Steven? Yeah. Is it. Steven Spielberg? Um, Lena Waits in that too. I love her. I love Lena. Oh Waits. yeah. Mm-hmm. Um, Jason, want to drop our handles in case people are just tuning in because they're Alex fans, which obviously they should be. <laughs> sure. Like big obvious. <laughs> <laughs> you can find us on Instagram and Twitter at Survival Jobs Pod. We're on Facebook for some reason. <laughs> Survival Jobs and Podcast. <laughs> for and... some reason. <laughs> so that my mom can reshare the episodes. That's probably yeah. pretty yeah. much it. <laughs> Queen Dawn. And then you can send us an email at survivaljobspod at gmail.com. And if you want to find me and Samantha personally, I'm Jason A. Coombs on all the things. I don't know why I have a pencil in my hand. I I'm Jason A. Coombs. I like the prop. I'm here for the prop, Jason. Yeah. And then Sammy Toots over here. Yay. And Alex, also thank go you. see Parade. Run to see Parade yes. at the Jacobs Theater until August 6th. Is Until that true? August 6th. That is very cool. 24 Run. weeks only on Broadway Parade on Broadway. The event of 2023. Thank you. That was excellent. Perfect <laughs> promo right there, Alex. Perfect. <laughs> we should also hire you to be on their PR team. Hello, Ellie. Any opening? Survival job. <laughs> Thank you so much again. <laughs> I'm obsessed. Thank you, Thank you. for having me. <laughs> okay. Well, have a wonderful evening. Let's do it all again soon. Let's do it at the season three premiere party. Great. <laughs>Hey, it's Leslie Odom Jr. here on the Broadway Podcast Network to tell you about the RISE Theatre Directory, a program of maestro music. RISE is a national online resource designed to connect and empower backstage and administrative and creative theatre professionals from underrepresented backgrounds. If you work or aspire to work in the theater community, this can help you find your next project. And if you hire theater professionals, search the Rise Theater directory to find your next team. Create your profile now and get more information by visiting risetheater.org. That's theater with an R-E-R-I-S-E-T-H-E-A-T-R-E.org because only together we rise. I'm Victoria Cash. Thanks for calling the Lucky Land Hotline. If you feel like you do the same thing every day, press 1. If you're ready to have some serious fun for the chance to redeem some serious prizes, press 2. We heard you loud and clear. So go to LuckyLandSlots.com right now and play over 100 social casino-style games for free. Get lucky today at LuckyLandSlots.com. Available to players in the U.S., excluding Washington and Michigan. No purchase necessary. VGW Group. Voidware prohibited by law. 18 plus. Terms and conditions apply.